Welcome to the Face First Golf Podcast. Real talk about improving your game if you're a 12 plus handicap player. This is where we leave the delusions of the online golf marketing world behind and face the truth about what it takes to play your best. I'm your host, Craig Jones. I've been a golf coach for 25 years and have helped 20,000 players improve their game through online learning. And I've learned a few things along the way. And now I'm sharing those things so you can stop wasting time and fix what matters. Welcome to reality. Welcome to another edition of the Face First Golf Podcast. I'm your host, Craig Jones. This is where we tell you the truth about what it takes to really improve your game if you are a 12-plus handicapped player. I know that sounds like, when I say that, it sounds like, man, that must be hard, huh? And the reality is, no, it's not hard. What is hard is jumping from one method to another. What's hard is beating balls at the range. What's hard is jumping from one swing thought to another, hitting 200 balls with eight different swing thoughts and throwing your clubs in the trunk of your car after your range session more confused than when you went and having abandoned probably what you even went to work on in the first place. That's what's hard. What's easy is five-minute practice sessions at home, five-minute guided practice sessions at home, knowing that you're actually working on building the skills that are going to show up on the golf course and help you break through those barriers that sadly most 12-plus handicap players never break through in their lives. Why 12-plus handicap players? Because I know your swing, because I used to have your swing, okay? How many coaches out there used to be a 12-plus handicap player? I'm not talking about when I was a kid or something. I'm talking about when I was in my 20s. I was 25 years old, and I was a 15 handicap player, and I fell in love with the game when I was a bus driver at the Keystone Ski Resort and then had needed something to do in the summertime, so I ended up working at the golf course. Fell in love with the game. The point here is that I was where you are, and I got into the game a little bit late, and I figured out a lot of stuff over the last 25 years, so that's what I'm here to share with you now. Even so, golf is a challenging sport, and the journey to improving your game can be a bit challenging, right? So that's why Today, I I want to talk about how in golf, you're rarely stagnant, right? And you don't just get to a point and stay there. It's like you're either learning and building skills, and maybe some things come together that really allow you to play great golf for a while, but there are these inevitable dips, right? And that's why I think of this as, I'm not a surfer, but I always think of golf improvement a lot in the way of waves, right? So you may get the perfect set of waves while you're out there, and you may catch the perfect wave, and you're going to ride it for a while, and maybe you'll play great golf. You may go back out, and you may catch another wave that's a, a really great wave, and you may continue to ride that for a little while, but at some point, you're going to get out there, and the the set is not going to be there and the wave is not going to be there, or maybe you get out there and the waves are so treacherous you can't even be out there, right? So that's kind of, uh, I don't know, what's the word, a metaphor for what golf improvement is like. And I think that is why it really is so important because you're rarely stagnant. You're always going up and down. There are these inevitable 
dips, right? And that's why it's so important to be a part of something because you're going to need support when those dips come. And not only that, but being a part of a community, and I always talk about this this book that I've read uh, three times now. It's by James Clear. The name of the book is Atomic Habits. If you've never read it, you really should. It is so beneficial for your life, and you can apply absolutely everything in that book to your golf game as well. It's a 250-page book, and you know how most books, they present some kind of central idea in the first couple of chapters, and the rest of the book is all filler and fluff. That is not the case with Atomic Habits. All 250 books, 250 books, 250 pages will present just great concept after great concept, one of which is this concept that if you are going to form a new habit and forming a new habit, the practice at home habit, right? That's what we always talk about here. Five minute guided practice sessions at home, no ball beat, marathon ball beating sessions necessary. And so you're trying to form the habit of really practicing your game at home regularly every day. And that's what James Clear talks about. Anytime you are trying to form a new habit, one of the most impactful things that you can do is become a part of a group that is like-minded. And being a part of a group like that exponentially increases your chance of having success. And that's what Face First Golf is. That's why we do these live lesson Fridays I don't know if you've heard me talk about this, but this is where members send in their swings. So every Friday, members send in their swings. I usually do some little kind of presentation on a topic, but these are live by Zoom. And so members send in their swings. I pull up those swings and actually share my screen on my swing analysis software. And what's really cool is at the beginning of this thing, I unmute everybody and we just kind of chat for a few minutes and so it's really kind of developed this real sense of community. But then I mute everybody once I, because you hear some pretty funny things in the background if you don't have everybody <laughs> muted on a Zoom call. So then I mute everybody and then I start pulling up swings and I share my screen and I pop their swings into my swing analysis software. And we look at those swings and just look at exactly what's going on, draw all the lines, put them up next to a pro and comment on what's going on with this swing in particular. Then we switch cameras. I step out to the net that's right outside of my office here, and I just give a, a quick little live lesson just saying, hey, here's the couple of things to work on. Here's how to work on them. And one of the things that I really love about Live Lesson Fridays, one of the purposes of Live Lesson Fridays isn't just to give you feedback on your swing. It's also so that the members who attend on a regular basis start to develop their own eye and start to understand not only their own swing, but start to develop an eye just for looking at the swing in general. And it's really one of the most rewarding things. In fact, last Friday, we had a little discussion at the end, and that was one of the members said that that was one of the things that is really of value of these Live Lesson Fridays that a lot of what he is has experienced from those Live Lesson Fridays is that he's starting to see things in other people's swings that he's never seen before. And that, when I hear that, that's that's what I love because that is truly one of the, the main purposes of Live Lesson Fridays is because you have got to start to, and I always say, 
I want you to be able to see what I see. And so when you look at enough swings and we pull five or six swings up every week and you're sitting in on these all the time, you start to anticipate what I'm going to say. And now it starts to get to a point where a lot of times I'll throw that out there to the members and I'll pull something up. One of the real common things that we'll see is, you know, one of the foundational principles of face first golf is a strong grip. Okay. And the reason is because it's that inability, that struggle to square up the club face and impact that is behind most players swinging over the top. I've told this story before, but long story short, as short as I can make it here, is that I had this unique experience when I owned my Golf Tech Learning Centers where we'd have people come in for these little corporate events. I actually had the opportunity to hand somebody a golf club who's never touched a golf club in their life and have them make swings. I was shocked when these people who have who had never played golf never touched a golf club in their life, the very first swing they made wasn't over the top, but then they taught themselves to swing over the top really quickly because their club face was wide open with those first few swings that they'd ever made in their life. So that was a real eye-opener to me that made me realize that it is that inability, that struggle to square up the club face of impact that makes players teach themselves how to swing over the top really quickly, literally in five, six, seven lessons. So since you started golf, if you're like most players, you struggled to square up the club face as soon as you started playing. And then as soon as you struggled to square up the club face, almost instantly you started swinging over the top without even being aware of it to try to compensate for that club face being open. If your handicap's over 12 and you're ready to get real about improving your game, it does not take body wrecking marathon ball beating sessions, but it does take committing to five minute daily practice sessions at home. To learn more about my new 44 day plan to fix your over the top swing and learn the effortless power release, come by and see us at facefirstgolf.com. One of the quickest, easiest changes that you can make to help square up the club face at impact is to adopt what's called a stronger grip that has nothing to do with grip pressure. You're not gripping the club tightly or anything like that. All you're doing is for a right-handed player, you're moving your hands a little bit over to the right on the grip of the club. For a left-handed player, you're moving the hands over to the left on the grip of the club. For a right-handed player, the more the hands go over to the right on the grip of the club, the more the club face wants to turn over, square up, through impact. So that is a strong grip. And so what we see still so much is these players who have been members of Face First Golf for a long time, and they send in their their swing. And so often we will see what I call weak grip creep. And over time, even if you've learned that little bit stronger grip, over time what usually happens is that grip creeps back to weaker, 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 Weak grip equals open club face. As the grip gets weaker and the club face gets more open, and then that leads to that over-the-top swing coming back. Even if you've conquered it in the past, it can sometimes come back when you start creeping back to a weak grip. So I will pull up a swing on Live Lesson Fridays, and now as soon as I see that weak grip, I know other, other people who are on the call are seeing it too, so sometimes I'll open it up too other people and I'll say, all right, so here's so-and-so, we pull up their swing, we look at it from a front view and we go, 
All right, let's. What anybody see anything? And so it uh, it warms my heart when members jump in and immediately say, "Ah, oh, yeah, we've got some weak grip creep," and now I know that they are starting to see the same things that I'm starting to see. And on top of that, I've got members who are saying that they're walking down the driving range and seeing things in all these players' swings that they'd never been able to see before. And uh, I'm so excited when I see that. But then my next piece of advice is uh, there's that tendency to want to jump in and and uh, and start uh, coaching or helping your buddies or hopefully not strangers on the driving range. I don't think that would probably work out very well, but maybe your buddies or something like that. And I advise strongly against that. Uh, there's a, a big difference between developing an eye for the swing and applying it to your own swing, understanding your own tendencies and uh and coaching, and that's that uh, that little bit of knowledge thing. But so sometimes I'll I'll pull up that swing there, and and I'll just say, "What do you see?" And it's just the greatest feeling when these members start to see the swing the same way that I see it, and then we know that they're really on their way to really being able to look at their own swing videos and really just become an advocate for themselves instead of an enemy of themselves, right? Because so many players they're watching all the tips and they're waiting for that magical explanation that's finally going to make it all happen as if by magic. And so that's searching for those solutions really outside yourself. And I listened to, there's this guy named Akira the Don, who what he does is he takes all of these kind of motivational guys like David Goggins. I know the language is a little strong from from David Goggins, but Joe Rogan's another guy, um, Naval Ravikant, uh, Alan Watts, Jocko Willink. Akira the Don takes all of these motivational speeches by these guys and he cuts them all up and makes them into this really cool music. And it's just good to listen to. I listen to it when I'm working out usually. But one of the David Goggins speeches that he talks about. He says, everybody today, we're always reading books, trying to really live our lives as somebody else. And he says, we never spend enough time reading our own book, looking within and reading our own book within ourselves. And every day we are writing our own book of our own lives, but we never read our own books. And he says, he finally made huge progress in his life and and it was a real eye-opener when he finally started reading the book. He says, what the F is wrong with David Goggins? And so that, I think, is such a, it's an interesting way to think even about golf improvement because I do think that it applies in this instance because so often we are looking outside of ourselves for some solution, for some explanation, for some program, jumping from one thing to another, looking for some tip. But we really don't spend the time going inside or learning about our own swing. And granted, there maybe isn't a whole lot of opportunity for that. I don't know of any other golf group where they're sending in swings and getting somebody like me who's been looking at swings for 20 plus years on video getting that kind of advice. I don't know that there's that kind of forum, but I think it's so powerful because it really is. We are reading the books that are ourselves, going inside of ourselves, 
actually looking at our own swings and not trying to find some external solution to our internal problems. We're going inside ourselves and finding our solutions to our problems. And I think that is really powerful. And that's why I always say, I don't care if it's face first golf, but you definitely need to find one thing and really stick with it. And, you know, I'm not hubristic enough to think that face first golf is the only solution. I know there are a lot of great solutions online, but find something and stick with it because jumping from one program to another never allows you to really get grounded in what you are learning and really learn something and go deep in that one thing that you're learning. But I mean, at the same time, I will also say I definitely don't think there's anything out there that's better than face first golf. If you really want to go deep and you want to get that personal feedback on your own swing and you really want to just learn about the golf swing in general. So look up Akira the Don if you like that motivational stuff while you're working out. A bunch of it's explicit. The Jocko Willink stuff isn't. The Alan Watts stuff isn't. There are a couple other ones. Naval Ravikant, that, those are not explicit. And they'll say explicit next to them if you're not into that. I'm not necessarily into it. I just don't mind it when I'm working out. But I like to listen to some inspirational kind of stuff when you're just kind of banging out a good workout you know but knowing you you probably you probably when you're working out you probably like to listen to me talk about golf you probably don't even really want to listen to that inspirational stuff like that so (laughs) I don't know this is uh kind of turning a little silly like it does kind of towards the end every once in a while here it sounds like sounds like it feels like Seems like it must be time for me to wrap this up and leave you with the advice that I always close out with. You know what you should always do. Here's my advice. I always think that it's a great idea to, number one, you've got to fall in love with the process of improvement. Number two, you got to expect ups and downs. As we talked about today, it all comes in waves right and uh and then you've got to have patience with yourself so if you are ready to take your game to the next level consider becoming a member of face first golf i'm here to help you ride those waves (laughs) and conquer the challenges on your golf journey and you know that it is those little things that you do today that make the you of the future, so do the little things. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. If you're ready to hit it longer with less effort, it does not take body-wrecking marathon ball-beating sessions. All it takes is committing to five-minute daily practice sessions at home. To learn about my new 44-day plan, To unlock the effortless power that's inside of you by learning to swing from the inside and release the club, come see us at facefirstgolf.com.